The Athene Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athene's personal views. Welcome to the Athene Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athene. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. would not want to take you on in a video game. So yeah, this is going to be a really weird talk. Because um, it was a question that no one asked me. And I'm going to answer it here on the stream. So it might come across really weird. But it will also give you guys a bit insight in the situation here. Basically, he was talking to me about like, oh, is contacting streamer the best thing and would you do it? And I said, it all depends on, you know, the bigger picture, whether it makes sense or not. And he says, what is the bigger picture? And I said, like, I'll just talk about it like on the stream. And basically the bigger picture, you can zoom out as much as you want and just think, okay, moving forward as a species or whatever, right? But how does it practically translate in this environment? By basically having the biggest impact. But how do you define the biggest impact? by always pinging the bigger picture. So how does that translate practically in here? To me, when people come over here, what is mainly important for me is not what they do today or next week, but what they do in their lifetime. So to me, what is most important is to make sure that people that come over have the best foundation to be able to grow. And that is why what people can do best when they're here is make sure they grow and become more efficient and become uh, more logical basically adopt making sense as a core value because each person that does that doubles my impact so if i can get you know only one person to do that over the course of a year then that's already like a lot plus ev because then i'm two people and with two people i can have a much bigger impact than one so basically growing is one of the most important things i can do but not just growing growing is not that simple it's also people having the right mindset and the right mindset means me trying to make sure that people, you know, can grow. Now you can wonder and say like, okay, then why not grow as much as possible and as fast as possible? The problem is not that simple. When people come over here, what influences their growth the most is the social environment here. So if you start adding too many people at once, what you create is a social environment that is less effective and influences people in a negative way. So basically what you need is a high-level effective mindset that really focuses on action Because you get inspired most by just doing shit, by doing good stuff. That's how you keep momentum going. You can also think about yourself and do stuff, but there's only so much you can think and reflect. You also got to, you know, be able to do something effective, like right action, strong right action, highly effective right action. And that's why you have Gaming for Good. Gaming for Good, for me, is mainly a project to help people grow here. And it's mainly a project to have people come over. To me, it's not about Gaming for Good. I don't care about Gaming for Good. I even don't care so much. I don't care about the kids either. To me, it's always about the long game. The long game is not the money we fundraise for Game for Good. The long game is starting a movement where people try to be the best version of themselves and use reason to define that. And by doing so, with the right knowledge, they will automatically improve the world. And that is a ripple effect that has a much bigger impact than anything I can do. Because the people that are watching and inspired, like a lot of the gaming scene has been inspired by me to fundraise. I will never be able to outperform what my ripple effects have done. And that is the way I look at it. So growing as a movement and spreading the ability for people to be a better version, to be more skeptical, to be more self-aware, to be more healthy, to be more humane, is what 
I find most important and I try to do that in the most effective way. Maybe there is a better way of doing it. Maybe there's a better way and the better way is maybe create artificial intelligence that would just suddenly, you know, take over the world or maybe create some drug that people can just take and suddenly see enlightenment. But the thing is, even in that regards, if that would be the case, then I'm still in a better spot inspiring people to work in this environment and then work on it together. So in my singular organism position, the best thing is to spread, to multiply. To multiply the idea and the vision that makes people much more able and capable of dealing with reality. So, how have I been doing that? I've been doing that to try and connect with people. First with gaming, because just coming with insights and says nobody gives a shit about that. Connecting with gaming and then from gaming you can start spoon feeding people with insights step by step. The Real Talk has had a very big impact and more people are coming. And now with the making sense... If that works as some kind of brain hack to make people suddenly, you know, course correct their actions, and it seems it's working quite well, then making sense and spreading that will become a very high priority thing because it will allow us to grow so much faster. If that doesn't work, then the website Gaming for Good is the best thing to do because it's the most effective thing to do to help other people, which then as a result inspires people here to grow the fastest. And that is why when Nolan talked to me and said, like, what is the best thing I can do? I said, like, if the making sense works, it's, of course, spreading that in the most effective way. So you reach other people and you make them, you know, see the world in a more rational way and maybe indirectly grow the movement. And at the same time, if the making sense doesn't work, then having the impact with Gaming for Good is, as far as I know, the biggest thing you can do, the, the most impact thing you can do, because it raises awareness around important issues. It raises our influence, because it's a website, our own platform, that allows us to also reach people. If there is fucked up shit happening, we can use the website. Just like our YouTube channel, we can start using Gaming for Good to spread important messages. It allows us to get donations ourselves, so it's also a cash flow and it allows us to also save lives which is really good for your own growth as a person and at the same time also for having one of the biggest impacts you can have so it has multiple reasons and that is why gaming for good is so highly effective but of course if making sense would work then that's even more effective you know what, what i would tell Nolan is what you should do is um you should try, you know, like getting in the context of Gaming for Good, growing Gaming for Good is by getting more streamers to try out the platform because the platform is much better than, than any other platform. But you can only do that if it doesn't go at the cost of your own growth. If grinding makes you go branded, then that's not good. You have to go about it reasonable. So if you start grinding people and it's too much of a hassle, then you have to take breaks or you have to do something else if it's too much. But you always have to figure out and question why you would act or behave the way you do. But you always have to also know that through action, you can also inspire yourself to grow more if you go about it in a constructive way. But how do you get most people to use gaming for good? Is that by contacting streamers one by one? Or is it by inspiring others to contact streamers? Because when you go about it in the most effective way, it's not just about contacting and grinding mindlessly. you got to think outside the box. I did the leaderboard. I inspired people on the stream. I thought about hmm, maybe I can give an extra incentive by giving cash. So I'm trying to do my best to try and grow the impact. But he on himself, what he could do is maybe increase the productivity of other people. Or maybe increase the productivity of people on the stream. Or inspire certain people to do that for him. So it's all about the ripple effect of your actions and that's what you do when you have the bigger picture you don't just grind something in a small little isolated thing you always connect it to everything else and you see what has the biggest impact and is most effective and right now 
I would say if making sense works out, it's going to shift quite some of our priorities here. But at the same time, if it doesn't work out as well, then we'll just keep focusing on gaming for good to have the biggest impact because it's a very highly effective system that really is a very nice uh, billboard for the entire world. Like, hey, these guys are the biggest philanthropists on the internet and they save many lives. Nobody can argue with that. So, yeah. And Tim, what do you think is correct correlation between focusing on make more people make sense and on helping people that are in need? Do you think it's just a hundred to zero because then people will probably think the same and people that are in poverty will just keep dying and that is probably not what we want as humans, right? It's hard to just... Uh, it's not one or the other. Like normally it's quite binary. Sometimes I, like when it comes down to things, it's really like decision binary. But in this specific situation, it is not. Because as you grow, as we would grow here, we have more and more people, then you automatically have more resources to do both. And if you only need five people to have a really powerful, you know, billboard of like, look how much good we do, then that actually also adds to the ability of spreading making sense. Because if it wasn't for all my track record, people would just think I'm cray cray, but I have quite a track record. And that's why people can challenge their beliefs and ideas because they go like, man, this guy has achieved so much, there must be some truth to what he says. And then you start revising your IDs. If I'm just a wannabe nobody on the internet making a post on a random forum, nobody would give a shit. Samahang says, so how do you know that you have making sense as a core value? And when do you make sense? How do you move forward and not get stuck in a dark hole? Because the only reason why you would be stuck in a dark hole is because you don't understand what is going on. And the idea that everything makes sense and the only thing that is in between is a lack of knowledge or a, a dysfunctional belief is a very great feeling. It gives you really a feeling of safety. Making sense will give you answers to everything. Most people, I would say everybody that doesn't have making sense as their core value doesn't really know what they want. Because in order to figure out what you really want, you got to make sense first. <laughs> You got to understand yourself, right? Like, how does that start? Like, and that's where the question, like the, the, the question, what he says, like, can you give practical examples of what making sense does in actions? It makes you strive to understand yourself. It makes you strive to learn about the self. It makes you strive to, you know, dig into it and be fascinated by knowledge and start, you know, thinking about like what you are, neuroscience, uh, evolutionary biology, physics, reality, all these topics become suddenly quite interesting as you pursue to understand yourself. Then the moment you start getting more and more of these knowledge, you start seeing more and more a clear direction because you understand what you are and what you're designed to do. Then it translates more and more into how you can have an impact around you in your surroundings. If, for example, you're in a situation where you don't have enough money or whatever, you will see that as an obstacle you have to tackle and you will go about it in a very logical way. And just like Arthur Rose said, if that is something you know you understand you need, you will go about it logical and much more easily achieve that. And that's the thing, like you just use making sense. And I'm not saying that Arterios use making sense to make more money. I'm just saying like you'll be in a better spot making as much money and tackle each situation by using logic. Oh my gosh, says I don't make sense. My life is a joke. Did you actually, I say it so much and I will repeat myself. And I know I'm going to speak to a lot of people and for a lot of people it will hit home. When you call yourself a joke or when you call yourself useless or when you call yourself like, not worthy it's not because you are useless you are not worthy or you know a joke but it's because on a fundamental level you feel like on a subconscious level you're not worthy 
and uh, you either try to prove you're better or good or you just think and accept that that's what you are and all your ideas your thoughts even your your awareness right now about yourself is like oh I'm a loser I'm a joke and this and that but the reason is not because you are a joke but it's because on a fundamental level on a subconscious level that's what your inner child thinks it is and as a result that's what you say but if you understand that these emotions you experience do make sense and that making sense can be you know a strong foundation to answer questions you've had and that everything that is happening happens for a reason and it's not your fault it's not you that is the joke it is not you that is not worth it's not you that is worthless but it's just your ideas of not being able to understand it then making sense can really allow you can be like a stepping stone to start taking your life in hands and starting to see what you really are and start growing it's a very important insight there is no such a thing as your life is a joke or you have nothing or you make no sense or whatever that's bullshit everything makes sense what doesn't make sense is just your dysfunctional beliefs and your lack of understanding and even that that is just an ID because if you understand where it comes from it also makes sense everything makes sense so yeah it's it's a very important insight because it allows you to instead of beating yourself up over your emotions and how you feel you start pick yourself up because you know that deep inside there is an answer to everything you just got to trust it you got to trust making sense and once you do that you pick that up as a core value and you are synced you can start thinking you know and, and, and tackling all these issues and you're in such a better spot I have one question about the video uploaded to what extent can we detach ourselves from emotions and use our more advanced part of the brain are we able to make sense out of a more primitive part of the brain and live like or do we need to keep a limit there and let some emotions be as they are and not reason them like for example love you can disconnect the emotions from all concepts but you can't become fully rational but you can disconnect emotions from concepts and beliefs you can do that but even if you do that, you're still, you know, it's like animals. Animals don't even have, you know, words and concepts. They don't have that the way we do. So, yeah, you can disconnect concepts with emotions, but still on a subconscious level, your drive is dictated by your subconsciousness. The reason why it's so important to be able to detach yourself, your concepts from emotions, is so you can look at yourself more as an outsider. ZXC says, I'm 24 year old, never worked before, and I feel like I won't achieve anything in life. I also don't know what to do with my life. Any advice? Please answer the thing. I will actually elaborate really much to that question. What is your core value? What do you emotionally feel most connected to? Like on a gut level, what do you value the most? When you're fully honest, you don't have to think about it, just feeling wise. ZXC92, comfort. That's good. It's good that you answered that question. That is the answer to your problem. If what you value the most in life is comfort, of course you won't have the energy to do any shit. Because sitting in your ass is what you, on a subconscious level, value the most. You know what the beauty is? If you think about it, if your subconsciousness values comfort the most and you just sit on your ass, that's not really very comfortable. But the opposite is true. It leads to depression, it leads to you not knowing what you want, it leads to you, you know, being completely in limbo. Do you know that the only difference between you sitting on your ass procrastinating and not knowing to do what your life and you that is active and really knows what he wants and everything is just that core value. If what you value the most instead of 
comfort is making sense instead. For example, you will suddenly be much more active, everything. Now you might wonder, whoa, okay. Like you think all your problems are connected, right? You think all your problems make certain sense and it's because you don't achieve anything or whatever, but it's all dictated by that subconscious core value of comfort. And your reason, your conscious part of the brain, is just backwards rationalizing around it. Your subconsciousness feeds you what it wants, which is just you sitting on your ass, and you're backwards rationalizing why you do it. So yeah, basically, you have to know that you're not under control. I think that's a very important insight. You can only influence your subconsciousness to change its core value, but doing so really requires you to reevaluate what you find most important. And if you know that valuing comfort goes against your comfort and valuing comfort is flawed, some people need to go to a real reality check. They got to end on the street before they reevaluate it. But you have the ability to override that by telling your inner child, because that's where it starts, you know, when it starts about subconsciousness and really core values, it really goes back in time where you want safety, warmth, love, comfort is really like a concept, a value that really vibes with that. But as you grew up, you start realizing that it doesn't apply. Shit doesn't get done. You got to take responsibilities. It just doesn't jive. And you know what's funny? All your actions, all your decisions flow out of that core value of what you value the most. So by changing that to a core value that is more in line with what you are, what is more in line with how you, you move forward, more in line with warmth, love and all that shit and even comfort, you can actually start rising above your flaws because from there on you're not wanting to sit on your ass anymore you want to make sense and what i'm saying here applies to everyone all your problems come from your core value everyone here with all your questions your problem comes from what you value the most what you value the most on a subconscious level is dictating what you want and maybe consciously you think that's not what you want but your subconscious tells you what you want not you your consciousness just realizes what the subconscious wants. And if it doesn't jive, you experience dissonance, you get depressed and all that shit. So if you can convince that subconscious inner self that it's more and better for you on, on an emotional level, not on a rational level, because your subconsciousness doesn't understand rationality and insights and shit. It just jives with emotions. If you can convince your inner self, your subconsciousness to adopt making sense instead, not only will you grow like crazy but all values that you deem important will more easily be achieved and this is a fix for everyone everybody that is watching this stream your fix to all your problems is to making making sense your core values subconsciously and it's not an idea that you do consciously it has to jive subconsciously because all your desires all your wills are dictated by your subconsciousness and that's why someone that is in faith that believes in God and thinks he has a mission. He can work so hard every day. You think that's because he has a God and he is on a mission? It's because his core value is faith on a subconscious level. It's because faith gives him a feeling of safety. It's because faith gives him a feeling of warmth, of home. And that's why he becomes suddenly someone that, you know, does everything for its faith. If you can rewire yourself, your subconsciousness, to make sense instead, your conscious part and your subconscious part won't have to experience duality anymore. And the only dissonance you will experience 
is a lack of knowledge because everything makes sense. And knowing that everything makes sense on a fundamental level can set you at ease. You can trust making sense. Everything happens for a reason, a logical one. It's just you having to figure it out. Even your dysfunctional cognitive beliefs, even you having comfort as a core value makes sense. You just got to go dig deep enough and figure it out why. It's because, you know, your subconsciousness just wants to survive. We just evolved from primitive animals. Of course, we just start realizing like, hey, wait a minute. My core value doesn't make sense. I got to fix that. You have the ability. How do you do it? Different from person to person. You got to find the map. And the moment you do, you find the map for everybody else that is similar to you. I wish I could just tell you guys how to make making sense your core value. If I knew, I would already be saying it every day. And that's why I keep talking about it. I keep talking about it a lot. But I tell you, if you have all these issues, it's because comfort is what you really want on a fundamental level. But it makes no sense. It's flawed. Comfort hasn't brought you comfort. Comfort as your core value has not brought you comfort. It has brought you more misery than anything. Get rid of that shit. It's not easy. It requires quite some, you know, reevaluation. And that's not always a rational process. That will solve all your issues. And this applies to everybody else as well. Look at your, what you value the most on a subconscious level. Replace that with making sense. And all your problems will get fixed. I want to put my hands in fire for that. And you might say like, yeah, but I don't have money or I'm in debt. How is that going to fix it? Uh, I have issues. I have that. You'll just sort it out. You'll find why it is what it is. You'll find a reason and you'll work on that. You'll have such a more pragmatic and practical mindset. That just says, humans have free will. Thus, even if we are designed to move forward, someone might not want to. Just like we are designed to reproduce, some people choose not to. The thing is, like, it's very different what you say. First of all, humans don't really have free will. Free will is an illusion. Your subconsciousness dictates what you are and what you want to social conditioning. So free will is already like a flawed concept to begin with. And a lot of psychologists start agreeing with that because of tests where they see that you make a choice even before you're aware of them. But even the free will discussion, I don't even want to go too much into that regards. But like being designed to evolve is very different than being designed to reproduce. Reproducing is not what we're designed to do. Reproducing is more like a way for us to evolve. Evolution is more the bigger picture. So you're taking two different concepts. In one, you take the collective of everything that requires us to move forward, which is reproduction, pain, uh, love, anger. And you make a statement that applies to one and then you use it to the other one to discard that moving forward is flawed. Do you see where you do the logical fallacy? And that is something a lot of people don't realize. And sometimes that's why rhetoric is so important because reproducing is part of moving forward. So you're using a part to make a statement about the collective of it. It's like you uh, talk about a rose and then you say for the rose, like a rose is a plant and a rose has thorns, therefore all plants have thorns. That's the logic you've used there. It's very important to know that because it allows you to find flaws in your logic. And I don't know how many people realize that. Like the reason why I'm so good about these things because I immediately see the logic and I immediately see the flaws. Because reproducing is part of moving forward. So yeah, the flaw is in your linguistics there. Even though this can sound really like you can say that and people would just go and go like, oh, so we shouldn't move forward. But it's because they are flawed in rhetoric. 
I hope people realize that it's really cool to get this insight and information because 99% of the people wouldn't even be able to make this argument. They wouldn't understand the flaw. They would just go like, oh, but it's a linguistic flaw. That just says, Athene, okay, haven't thought about that. We haven't defined our terms though. Free will means, in my mind, could I have done otherwise. And if I take you on a trip and we drive to Austria in a car and I choose a route that shows nice scenery, when we arrive, you ask me, could we have taken another route? Well, yes, obviously, we could have gone out earlier, etc. We could have. But oh, what yeah. has happened, has happened. The past is deterministic because it's the past. But humans have will to an extent. Well, I don't want to go all in that regard, right? Because if you're in front of the road, right? And this is, by the way, they did that in tests. And you say, do you want to go to the left or do you want to go to the right? And you say, you want to go to the left. You know what's funny? They can tell you, you will choose that before you even thought about it. Before you were aware of it. So they could tell, you're going to go to the left. And then you go, I'm going to the left. Before you're aware of it, you already made the decision. Because the decision happens subconsciously, not consciously. It happens subconsciously and then your conscious self tries to frame it. Why you made the decision. So you can argue and say like free will doesn't exist. And then you can say like, but what if I tell myself the moment that I'm going to go left and the person knows I can choose right, right? But then you're talking about entanglement of information. I can give a lot of examples about that. And that's where sequence in time with entanglement of information is paradoxical. That's why you have all these paradoxical philosophical problems because you don't even understand how entanglement translates to not being sequential to begin with. If you know what's going to happen in the future, then time is out of the question. It's all information. But this is really like, I don't even know if I should talk about that. It's just quantum mechanics and complicated shit and... It just derails the entire conversation, but yeah. Atim, but if you start making sense and realize you can reshape your subconsciousness, doesn't it mean you've got what he defines as free will? The thing is, your subconsciousness is what gives you the desire to change itself to begin with. Well, part of your subconsciousness. Part of your subconsciousness wants it. What is the point of consciousness? Being aware, well, or being self-conscious is to evaluate what your subconsciousness throws at you. That's the point of consciousness. It's really a processing. It allows you to process information. Also, if humans wouldn't have conscious free will, why would we have debates and arguments? It's people's subconsciousness talking to each other. Why would people try to persuade other people's opinions? It's subconsciousness talking to each other. Why would advertisement exist? Because it's that even more speaks to your subconsciousness. Is that all subconscious? Damn straight. Wouldn't that just mean free will happens in the subconscious? No, because you're not conscious about it. Free will is if you make conscious decisions. That's the difference. And you could argue that almost every choice you make is subconscious. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.